Well, grab a seat, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Alrighty, it's time for Flippin' Friends. I am your host, Kenneth Davis. Please follow me at That's Davis on all social media platforms. Of course, the executive producer of this show is Ryan Bukovsky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski 1 on Instagram for the sexy. Last but not least, when we talk about sexy, we got to talk about Sydney Brown. <laughs> with the socks T.O.s follow Sydney Brown and Sid Kid Eddie you can always check him out on Second City Sports and also his writings on We Are Regal Radio guys how you doing doing good doing well doing well, doing well. strange week happen? without football but we'll get through it we'll get through listen the only part because this, this isn't the draft pushback this year I, don't I felt like because so. of what happened with the pandemic the draft got pushed back I, I could be wrong I could be wrong all right, and that's the thing that, like, because I need that part to start. Oh, yeah, I need that football jamming part. Uh, so if that's pushback, I, I will, it will kind of uh, piss me off. The Don't you kind of enjoy the break from football, too, though? I'm kind of enjoying having a weekend off and still having one more, even though it's the end. No, I'll tell you why. If the Bears were good, I would be upset. Oh, yeah. coming to okay, yeah. With such a stressful year with them, I feel you. But don't but worry, you only get that once every 10 years. So you don't right, they're just bad right. the rest of the time. You're right, you're right. I should know better. <laughs> I should know better. That's on me. My bad. <laughs> put it up, put it on my heart, not my head. All right, guys. This is coming from Yahoo Life. Uh, the Bachelor star, Matt James, is defending contestant Victoria Larson. After one of his friends was caught on video body shaming her while making uh, jokes about her uh, uh, on the golf course. While James says he doesn't condone that behavior, the incident is shining a light on a larger issue with the franchise's lack of size inclusivity. The vi- which, I don't even know what they say, size inclusivity. This girl, this girl, it's not like she's quote unquote, and I'm saying this in a positive way, thick. You know, and we black thick, but it's she it's like this is I mean, it's it's being overblown in a bad way because she shouldn't be body shaming this girl, but not girls that are like right. what a, a she's seven, like she's like five. thick compared to Kendall Jenner. Like someone's stick skinny. That's what yeah, she's like yeah, compared yeah. to. Or she she's closer to being a, a full a fuller figure woman than I would even say thick. All right, and again, right, like thick. Now, the video catches the comment made by James' friend was shared on a Bachelorette Nation dot scoop Instagram account where it caught the attention of fans of the show and Larson herself. Now, uh, how the dude asked? Now, how was Victoria's body? You know, because when I look at her, it doesn't look nice. And you've been making out with this woman. The man is her saying, "Like, whoa, bro." When I, listen, it's something to say that in general, but on a, with a hot mic on, like that's a double whammy. You got on a hot mic, or you're near a hot mic. All right, like, dude, if I'm near a real, like, when anytime we were on larger platforms, especially ones that I didn't control. I made sure I wasn't cursing around that bad thing. Even in the break, I would try to make sure I didn't necessarily curse. Well, hold on, because they were on a golf trip, right? It was like a bunch of friends. Do you think maybe he he got hot mic like in the back? No, I'm I'm still saying, no, he has to, listen, he has to know, and if he doesn't, the brother has to tell his boys, listen, watch what you say on here. The mics are hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, it's a certain decorum. Like, hey, I, I get you a chauvinist, but you got to leave your chauvinist at home, all right? <laughs> so uh, James appeared on the reel to condemn uh, what was said about Larson uh, and his company. 
Uh, there's never something that this this is that's never something I condone or stand for. It's just a constant reminder that you got to be smart about the people that you surround yourself with. Kind of getting to the point that I made. Uh, I said something to him off camera about it, something along the lines of Victoria wouldn't have given you a, a second look. It's uh, it was the pot calling the kettle black. Who is uh, who is he to comment on somebody's body? It's such a low blow for any man to try to take a dig or something like that. I agree. Um, I mean, dude, you you grown, grown. You know what I'm saying? I'm not to say, that's not to say you have to find this woman's body attractive. That's not what I'm right. saying. But you did that. I hate to say it, it's a time and a place for everything. And if you want to ask uh, uh, a question about this lady's body to your boy, you need to do it with the mics off. You know what I'm saying? I, I still, I'm not not saying that that's right, but I mean, it's the truth about the world we live in. I'm not going to be on here acting holier than thou. But still, like, it's just common sense. You're too, you're too grown to do that when you know they're recording. All right, that's the thing. Like, you, like that, if, that's just like to say if the three of us, uh, one, Brian was a contestant on some show, right? And for part of it, they tell Ryan, you wanna get some scenes with you and your friends doing something, we need some B-roll, we need all of that. Common sense is one, because we wanna be on here again, right? Hey, I may, mm-hmm. I may be able to get some money off of this, right? right. Like, this like, is my so shot. Much- yeah, like entourage or something, right? Like this, I may be able to get into this and 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 finagle something. So I got to be on my best. And now, listen, now if given another chance, they're not gonna have Shorty around if he out there saying crude stuff like this, right? Like it's just it's just unnecessary. But Sid, what do you think? The reason why the Matt James said what he said is because one, he's protecting his brand. The number oh. two, um, um, he's he's protecting not only his personal brand but the brand of the show as well. Now, as far as him agreeing with his friend, as far as that comment is concerned, that's a whole nother issue. We, especially as men, we are we are sexually attracted to what we are sexually attracted to. But I'm with you. You can on this one. Uh, there's some things you, you you keep behind closed doors, and there's some things that you can say up to a point in front of a camera. But we all went to uh, the same broadcasting school, especially with radio and television. Television is a little bit, I don't want to say tricky, but, you know, you're really on, on edge because you also seen as well. But definitely on radio, we were taught, you know, any mic is a hot mic treated that way because you got to be mindful of uh, what you say we all think crazy things at some point but you, you got to know better uh, not to say it. if you you're not sure that whether you should say it or not just play it on the safe side and and not say it correct right yeah i don't disagree with anything you guys are saying i uh i completely agree like you can't blow up somebody else's thing in their spot like dudes mm-hmm. on the bachelor like how about we keep them on there Especially if you call him a friend. But <laughs> what do you guys think of the size inclusivity kind of aspect of this? Yeah, I, you know what? I'll, I'll say this, and good point for you bringing it up. I, listen, I have an issue, one. And I, I, the images that I've seen, I've seen her in a bikini. Now, I don't know if that's just for, I know she posted one, I believe. Uh, and I don't know if The Bachelor does anything like that. Because when you're doing shows like The Bachelor, I'm just saying. I, when, no, when Ken, you just the- saw my face when I saw the picture of her. I was like, what? Yeah, what is this like, guy talking about? Like, I wouldn't have been like, listen, I was afraid. I'm, hey, bring it over. All right, like, <laughs> and like, it's just like, oh, it's, it's like, what's going? Listen, what's he it? must be, he must be knocking him out the park, man. All right, if he, that's what I'm gonna that's say. The of the top, right? The tippity tippity of the top, right? Like, and Sid was right as far as when you said is he, he uses brand. That's the first thing I thought this brother's trying to protect his brand. But uh, I, I, my problem is this, uh, Ryan. Anytime you have these type of shows, 
you're going to run into a lot of inclusivity issues. This is just the first black bachelor. They just had the first black yeah, sister. Right. So that look at the, from that side. And I don't, and the, I, the other one had to drop out before she even came on. Yeah, and I don't want to. I'm not trying to even pivot it towards us. I'm just even saying that you. you it's because these shows are. But so, you're right. You're right. That's the inclusivity that they've had. Right. So far. It's, it's like so, it's so okay. shallow. It's so shallow. These type, these look this flavor of love mess. Right. This is all. This is I know, and I know the Bachelor was out. But I think the Bachelor was out before Flavor of Love. Correct. It's I believe so. At least so. But yeah. still, you get to still get this. It's it's of a higher quote unquote a higher quality. Yeah. But um, still, like these little dating shows or whatever, um, are are kind of um, they're shallow. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you run into a lot of these type of issues, and you don't pay attention about it, especially if it's not something that you're concerned about. If you're not concerned about full figure woman, if you're not concerned about like where's the first Latino person on here, where's the first Asian person on here? You know what I'm saying? If that's not a concern of yours, and that's not the people that you want to find out what's going on in their lives when they're dating like that, you're not being exclusive. Inclusive. So it's it's a it's a myriad of issues when it comes to shows like this. When it comes to you know inclusive, I've been inclusive, I should say. So what should should shows like that do? Should they just like try to appease everyone, or just be like, we're doing our thing over here at the Bachelor? All these beautiful white people doing their thing. Do their thing. I mean, for me, see, I say this. I'm not. I know D. Uh, used to watch it. That used to be one of the things that D used to to enjoy and stuff like that. He liked the the Bachelorette, right? I don't. I think he does both of them. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I personally don't watch the show, so I don't need them to include us. All right, it's like it's cool, like, and also I'm like I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to opine to eat with everyone. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I mean, again, I can say the same thing uh, uh, on a backwards face and talking about myself and the things that we do. But I mean, we at least try to include others. We need to include more women. Uh, it's not that the uh, we haven't tried to, but you know that's one thing that's always been. From the beginning, really, with uh, Demise and myself, we always want to have more of a, a, a woman's uh, uh, view because as a man, I can't speak. I can tell you what I think, but I can't speak for uh, the other gender. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we all can do it, but shows like that, they should run. But I, I mean, to be honest with you, to the point with me, I don't care. Now, I, I'll say this much. Probably let's just say like if that show became something that when she was a teenager that Kelsey would watch. Yeah, I'd probably be like, it'd be better if it was like this. But then I'd be telling the stuff like, man, why are you watching it? They don't even like you. (laughs) 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 So, I mean, it's just like that's that's just where I'm at with stuff like that, especially things. And I I guess you could say that I'm slightly being facetious, especially with things that aren't that serious. Now, it is that serious because seeing yourself on television and seeing representation of you validate it, it shouldn't, but it does validate you because these these boxes are in our heads all the time. So that's where I'm wrong in this situation. But for me personally, since I don't care for that that uh, series, it, it doesn't bother me what they do because, I mean, I was always like, this is just a bunch of white folks. And just because you sprinkle it a little bit with a little blackness here and there, I'm like, thank you. I'm good, I'm good bro. I'm good. You're not happy with those crumbs, Ken? I'm just saying. Like, listen, uh, the, Har- the, Harriet, the Harriet Tubman, the Harriet, you're right, Sydney, the Harriet Tubman joint. I mean, it'd be one thing if, when initially they were going to do it, they did it. It'd be like, all right, that's cool. But then you have 45 coming in, stop it, right? And now they're pushing it through. And it's just like, I guess, like, what? How is that benefiting me? I mean, as it like, man, we made it, right? Like, I don't, again, I'm, not, I'm just saying, and look, props to her for at least there'd be something that people always ask who that person is. And she's a woman. 
So that's good. So, you know, you see little girls, you see kids of color, you see kids that are, you see little boys, of white little boys, and be like, who is this? This this 20 is different, right? <laughs> they got colored folks on the front. Um, what happened but, to my guy, Andrew? Right, right. They should listen on the front, they should have her stoic, but on the back, they should have her with that pistol coming out the straw, like, yeah. <laughs> with Andrew yeah. Jackson's scalp, like right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's just one of those. That's just how I feel, Sydney. As far as uh, those shows being inclusive, how do you feel about it? Uh, I know we don't watch. I try to avoid all reality TV. I know the premises of most of those shows is is entertainment at the end of the day. Now, I am. I will confess, I am watching this season of The Bachelor because it's the first. Black Bachelor. You know, you imagine Sydney. Sydney <laughs> this is all Sydney do is dream about this being him. Like, yes, I <laughs> The Bachelor with cinema. But you can, but you can dissect everything from those shows and, and and say, well, this doesn't happen in real life. This does. You can uh, dissect anything that you want. But me personally, I already know going in what those shows, the premise of those shows are like, and so. You can complain if you really want to, but you got to know the purposes of, of those shows. They're catering to their audience, and we can get upset, but like Ryan said earlier, they're doing their own thing, okay? I, it, it, you know, Like I said, you can complain, but you already got to know the, the premise of those shows you know, going in. So I'm, I'm enjoying the shenanigans, to be honest with you. Listen, I just came up with something in my head. When we get on a larger platform, you know what our push has to be? Sydney Brown needs to be on The Bachelor. I, that has to be the same that thing. That has to be the push. Like, How can we listen, get Sydney? We can get enough there. people, dog. If we can get that to go viral. Oh my God, they would do it. We, they would do it. They, they would, would do, do it. it. They would do it. They would do it. They would do it. We would do it. Like oh, man, all those just like greedy, like corporate bottom liners at ABC, just drinking it in Sydney Brown. Right. Oh, we get sponsored be, by Cox Media. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be it would be the greatest Bachelor ever. And I will watch that. It would be the greatest Bachelor, most memes. Oh my god! Uh, right? They <laughs> couldn't come up with another season of the Bachelor or Bachelorette that I would watch as hard as that Sydney exactly. Brown version. It would be, be bananas if Sydney. Oh my god! Oh my god! Let alone having all those white women. Oh boy. <laughs> Sydney would be like, did I die? Did I die? That's the move. I promise you, Sydney. That's the move. All right. And you remind that or if we buy ABC. All right. Either or. Hold it, hold us to it. What about the bachelor? Hey guys, you bought ABC a few months ago. Still waiting. Listen, and I hope you find love, but if you don't, bachelor. All right, all right. So listen, real, real quick. It's funny. I saw um friend of the show, Mike Calibers. Uh, he posted on Facebook about uh, like, all right, everybody uh, talking about the uh, what's taking place with GameStop on the stock market and uh, whatnot. And my, my thought was when he uh, when he posted it, uh, I had posted after his uh, I posted after his uh, she's uh, I don't know if she was at the top. She's she's a big she was or is a big higher up in the hedge fund, right? She's made a Nice money off of hedge fund, all right. A and lot she, of people have. I know she um, but she posted. She usually doesn't post this type of stuff, and that's why I reposted it. Uh, but she posted some of the, her her opinions as far as what took back what took place, and she pointed out 
that the um, the the uh, Reddit uh, Wall Street uh, thread subthread uh, that it probably wasn't as organic as it, it's it's been viewed, and that was the first thing that popped in my mind. I was like, wait. Who, who's really benefiting, benefiting from this? Uh, even I believe the gentleman that owns um, Robinhood uh, has some ownership in GameStop. You know what I'm saying? I'm just just to point out, you know, saying what took place as far as you. And if you don't know, uh, you had a, a bunch of, of, of small investors, basically, quite, at least we're supposed to believe they're small investors, uh, run up uh, the GameStop uh, stock price because people have, uh, were using it well. Hedge funds were using it for shorts, basically to drive down uh, GameStop value, basically to drive GameStop out of business. You know what I'm saying? And the people were mad, or at least someone used these people that were mad to drive GameStop up 16,000%, all right? And then uh, Robinhood took them off. Uh, they put them back on to a certain degree, uh, I think today or yesterday, but there's limited trading on uh, it's limited trading on GameStop and a couple other things or whatever. Uh, listen, I'm for it. I don't think, listen, I don't think when you see uh, AOC, and I had to say this to Ted Cruz, uh, talk about, you know, something needs to be done because you, it can't go one way and go back the other way. I'm all for it. Now, again, I don't know enough about this type of stuff. I just know, and it's, I got another one later on. Um, and I'm not, I don't usually don't live in conspiracy theories. I usually try to live in common sense. But I knew when this first happened, I was like, I don't think that was organic. I think someone will someone was smart enough and knew and actually we've seen this a couple of times with times with like bitcoin where people that had a lot of bitcoin uh put theirs in the market and it drove down bitcoin you know what i'm saying like we, we like you, we've seen stuff like that happen again i'm not i mean I, I i have a little bit of cryptocurrency but i'm not an expert in it uh but i think what's good for the goose is good for the gander and i think that robin hood uh, shouldn't unless it was something that necessarily financially could have hurt well not financially hurt them but was uh um um illegal and I'm, of course all this stuff is but that's that's my opinion ryan what did you think uh like i i don't really know much about wall street in the market in general i had the same kind of doubts that you had like wondering how organic something like this could be actually uh i'm very interested to see what the ripple effects are though because Without a doubt, if you ask me, like, what's the biggest crime problem in the world? It's white collar crime. And that's like the eco center of the everything or the epicenter of all the horribleness that happens, I think, in the world. Like, it's all about that stock market that's always in consideration. It's all about profit, bottom line. And when you talk about white collar crime, that's usually what affects everybody below because usually it's you're it's the top. Still well, from the poor to give to the rich. Right. You're like the elite class or your upper middle class. And then every class below you, you're just trying to like vacuum up their money or their assets <laughs> so that you are okay no matter what happens. I think of uh, Bernie Madoff. Like he mm -hmm. took millions, maybe billions. I forgot what the exact number was, but he took so much money just from regular people. They were like, oh, I don't know anything about the stock market, but I, I hear that's what you're supposed to do kind of thing. And we, I remember that movie, what was it? Uh, I can't remember the title now, but it was with Christian Bale and Steve Carell. And it was all about that housing bubble crash in 03. 
Mm-hmm. And you just had all these people signing up through the banks for houses that they couldn't afford, but they were getting these great deals and the bottom just fell out. And how much did that hurt the country and everybody? And think about if you weren't stupid enough to do something, but then the entire market comes down and you're still a victim of it, even if you were just kind of living your regular life at a responsible pace. Yeah, I hate. I really hate the stock market and Wall Street in general. So I hope that the ripple effects of this is figuring out how to make that more like flush out that cesspool some more and try to get that thing at least where more more individuals understand it, so they're aware of the dangers of it and what's going on, and not just make it seem like it's just this really just this place where a lot of business happens and you can get rich. I don't necessarily want governmental control, but maybe we need more of that. Like, I think we need more control in Wall Street in general. Hey, nothing wrong with a little bit more government. I know people, I think I'm, when it comes to my money and you got cash is going to be shrewd enough to try to get around and snatch it out my pocket and a lot of right. uh, lower middle class people. Hey, yeah, that's who you're supposed to be looking out for. Anyway. If, if you were lower middle class or poor and you lost a ton of money to Bertie Madoff, does it do anything for you that he's just in jail? No, does I not mean, really do anything for you. I'll, I want them six feet. I hate to say it. I remember. But even that, um, even that does that nah, like you want that just, money? You know. Hey, 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 hey! I just told you what I want. I'm not getting my money back, Ryan. So I know <laughs> that's fine. Back. But you know, there's people out there that like ultimately you want that money back, and you, you just ever, can't. You ever hear Clinton Portis talk about? I don't know if his agent or just a money manager that he had that like ripped him off, off. And at one point, he was planning to kill that man. Yeah. I, listen, I don't think it's okay, Clint Portis, but I understand. All right. Like, <laughs> That's fair it's, enough. I don't listen. I'll tell you this: it's it's sometimes you can say, "Well, death is too swift for somebody that can sit there and take another breath." And look, where is Bernie Madoff? What prison is Bernie Madoff in? Because I know he's not at the at the like uh when they keep murdering, right? <laughs> like you know, like he's up in there with like triple murder, like dudes with like a thousand bodies or whatever. I'm sure he's at Shangri Live. Uh, penthouse, like, come on now, like, right. that- and he probably made some deals with the government to give them yeah. some like insight into how this stuff happens. Like, so, if he was in the, one of those terrible places where they're like, man, they you you, you could get killed up in here. I'd be like, yeah, let him rot up in there for a minute, right? <laughs> I'm getting right. shanked a few times, but yeah, if he's up in like, you know, just uh, um, a, a club, a clubhouse, you, you know, right. what I'm saying as far as a prison. No, nah, man, I, I want them six. I'm just saying, if it was my money, and I hate to and I, listen as a person, I try not to be that person where I'm wishing death on anybody. But as a weakness, if someone had took advantage of me like that, and I can't get my hands on them, and all they're doing is serving a, a, a sentence, I don't know how many years if he got life or whatever. Uh, but man, I listen. I want to get my hands on them. To be honest with you, you know what I'm saying. At least let me beat them to a. a, a, a let me beat them to, to just pummel them for an hour. You know I what think, I'm saying? I think but. what you're getting at is because it's your livelihood. It's not yeah. like mm-hmm. if it was a street crime, like you get mugged, you're probably not losing your livelihood. Like maybe if, if some physical if you live, it's okay. If you live is okay. After a minute, right. you kind of let go. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're not carrying your livelihood in your pocket when you get mugged or something like that. And even if, like, there's a ton of, like, drugs being peddled around, that usually doesn't affect your livelihood unless you get involved in the drugs. Mm-hmm. But this, like, Wall Street, you could just be involved and then all of a sudden, boom, there goes the money out of thin air. And it could mm-hmm. be just some fuck shit. Bernie yeah, Madoff. Look at the life savings in there. They're 401ks, you know, invested in, in that stuff. So, like, it's, it's more higher stakes. 
And on top of that, it could listen, if the markets go south, you know, and sinks you into a recession, there's not going to be enough jobs out there to either get another job as far as to, to try to get some money back, or you may lose your job and then not be able to catch a job. So like when you were saying earlier, Ryan, as far as you don't even have to have skin in the game, but still it can affect you. That's why there needs to be regulation. Like I'm, I'm, That's why I'm, it's the worst crime, and they act like street crime is the worst. No, it's white-collar crime. That is the worst crime that you can possibly have because it affects people that aren't even in the game. Hey, I say fuck all that shit. All right, continuing on. <laughs> this is from USA Today. Uh, the United Arab uh, Emirates, after opening itself to New Year's uh, revelers, Dubai is now being blamed by several countries for spreading the coronavirus abroad. Even questions swirl about the city-state's ability to handle reported spikes in the virus cases. And also, this is the variant uh, viruses like the UK and the South African. The governments of Dubai media office says that the, the sheikdom is doing all it can to handle the pandemic. Though it has repeatedly declined to answer the question from the associate press about the hospital uh, capacity. After a year of managing the pandemic, we can confidently say the current situation is under control and we have our plans to, uh, to, to surge in capacity. Excuse me. Um, surge and in capacity in the healthcare system should need should arise. Uh, however, Nazar El Sheikh, uh, Dubai's former uh, finance chief, offered a different, different uh, assessment Thursday on Twitter and asked authorities to take control of the spiraling case load. The leadership uh, basis is, de is, is decision on uh, recommendations from the team. The recommendations were wrong, which put human souls in danger and negatively affected our society. Adding to that, our economy requires accountability. Dubai knows for its long haul carriers, the Emirates, the world's tallest building and its beaches and bars in uh, July became one of the first travel destinations uh, to describe itself as open for business. The move uh, uh, staunched uh, the bleeding of this, of, of this uh, crucial this, crucial tourism and real estate sectors after lockdown and curfews uh, cr uh, created the economy. Listen, I'm going to say this because I know everybody, but how many black people over the last four to five years I've seen in Dubai, like, oh, that's the move, right? Especially when you can't drink over there. And I know they all probably sneak drinking, but still, I don't want to get caught sneak drinking over there. I'm going to say that too. Ooh, no. Right, right, right. Um, but, but I know from like my friends, like my, my Lebanese friends or whatever, and it's like, you know, they just sneak in a little alcohol or whatever. Um, look, if first, this is the thing, too. And I mean, maybe I'm wrong because I haven't been an um, open everything up person or taking trips person, especially if the trip's not necessary. Um, but people going to fly to another country during a pandemic and you don't have business that you have to be there for. What the fuck are you doing? All right. Like that, that's a bit effing much. And it goes back. It's funny. It goes back to the Jason thing from when D was on the show. When Jason sat there on the text thread and was just, I think this may have been before well, we we added YouTube to the thread. He was railing against, like, I'm going to be there for the show. And listen, I'm, I'm, I'm like, no, you're not. Right? I'm like, yeah, it's not over here. I'm like, you're traveling the world. All right? Like, you're going to different country. And he's like, he's like, I'm coming. I'm coming. Like, but the, the, again, this one, when, when Jason was doing it, that was that was early when it hadn't really, it hadn't really officially when we weren't saying it was here. So I'm not saying Jason is one of these people that was risking um, people uh, when he went. He was trying to risk people when he came back. <laughs> <laughs> and not just people, us. Oh, a name to the face. <laughs> right, right. The face is actually the people you see right here and the mods. Those are the people. That he's trying to super spread. And Demas' family, and then our families, because we would have taken it home. Not the nameless faces of the masses, <laughs> particularly us. 
But you listen, when it comes to, and look, I, I get this because part of me, uh, I do want my kids to be back in school. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I just even sitting there doing some classwork with Kelsey and looking at some of the kids that have been in a uh, class since uh, the 4th, I believe, of January. And you can just see because they're they're in class from nine to three something, right? And she's getting maybe an hour and forty minutes of school outside of it, what whatever we do. So just the constant rep, repetition. Also, you know, when you're around other people doing it, it kind of emboldens you to all right. I want to learn and do the same stuff. You know, what I'm saying too. Because the funny part is during her classes, a lot of times she would be like, the teacher asked, "What do you want to do?" She'd be like, "I want to go into school. I want to stay home. I like staying home." But when she started seeing her friends in class, she was like, "I and I wonder when she's like, I want to go. To, I want to go to school, right?" And mind you, she transferred this year, so these are new friends. Because uh, from her first school, um, this wasn't her first school. She, she when, we, when we put her in for uh, half a day last year. So anyway, that was uh, that, that's just still me sitting there thinking about. Yeah, I do want things to be open, but some of this shit is unnecessary. It's the difference between my kid going to school, and when I say that, I am thinking about the older teachers, but also the teachers that have to take care of people and they also have uh, preconsisting conditions. I am t- thinking about them too because I'm not I'm, I'm not sending my kid to school. Um, but I wish that she could go, and particularly her compared to Kenton. But even you know with him, I mean, he's Kenton is sixth grade. It's it's a uh, real quick. And I want you guys to talk about traveling abroad during the, uh, the pandemic. Um, the lady that you watched both of my kids, uh, really our family, but particularly they like family members. Her daughter is in eighth grade. She hasn't been in school since last March. She's missed all of eighth grade. Yeah, like just I mean that's cra- like listen. I love my eighth grade. Y'all know about y'all. That shit was the bomb. All right? Like, I was on top. Right? That last year, eighth grade. From just beating up fools and dating. It was it was a beautiful year from that eighth grade. I put that up there with my junior year in high school. And then after that, maybe my senior year in high school. But boy, eighth grade was the shit. All right? So, <laughs> so when it comes to traveling abroad, though, what are your thoughts, Ryan? Uh... Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I guess I moved during a pandemic. Oh, yeah, I'm national, but I'm not necessarily <laughs> in favor. The seas. Right. I'm not. I'm not big of anybody really traveling. But I guess I'm hypocritical in saying that. But when you talk about Dubai, that place is just so strange to me because it's like one of the most segregated in terms of gentrification in like the world. Like you just see like. Essentially poor on one side, and then the and mega rich, right? the tallest building, and mega rich on the other. Oh. Like, it's so weird. And I just think of like how many people were pro- like, again, this is where it comes from. Like, almost like that white collar crime stuff. When you have this gentrification difference, and you've got certain people on that side of the aisle that are making the decisions, like you don't care if tourism starts opening up and then how many poor people are just getting affected by COVID that don't have the means to, you know, get themselves better or maybe already haven't been living well enough that they're more exposed or have that pre-existing like exposure kind of condition. I don't want to say pre-existing conditions necessarily, but if you're not living the healthiest life, you're more susceptible to being taken down by COVID versus people that seemingly are healthier but obviously there's a lot of variance with everything but in general if you are not 
healthy, you seem to be more affected by COVID. And think about what kind of st strata that is affecting. It's going to be the lower class, the lower middle class. You know, those are the type of people that are more susceptible to not taking care of themselves and seemingly do that more often than, let's say, the upper class. And I just... I hate hearing that kind of stuff where you just, oh, let's just open up tourism because we want businesses going again. And I mean, it does help because, I mean, if you're poor and you're not working, that's a big deal, too, obviously. But, man, what good is it if you're getting sick? Sydney? Yeah, two points. One, I wouldn't travel, especially overseas during the pandemic because I'm protecting myself, even though we're all pretty healthy people to um, to the best that we can. I'm still not going to take that chance just yet. And I think what Brian brought up with the tourism. I wanted to ask you guys this question, especially with the calendar now turned 2021 with all, and since we live in near the city of Chicago in the state of Illinois, I think with everything with the schools and the stock markets that we talked about and with sports as well, do you guys think that has, it has more to do with our economy than, than the, uh, than the pandemic? Because it's, it's, if anything from 2020 is, is, a reset for everything. I think it's more about to do with the with the economy than than the corona. Let's let's be honest. Just like everything else, we just gonna have to live and deal with it. It's it's all about the economy at this point. I just think that a whole lot of institutions are just using uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic as an excuse as a bargaining chip, uh, as they say. I, well, I don't know about the bargaining chip point, but I would say, yes, it's all about the economy. That's part of the reason why you want these kids to be back in school, mm -hmm. because one is babysitting. Schools did school schools daycare uh, to a certain degree. Not to say the kids don't learn anything, but that's part of it, that you have a certain amount of day where you can drop your kids off somewhere. You can go out and work. So that impacts the economy also. But also, I mean, regardless of anything, because you just can't open this all up yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't just go to the UC, the United Center, and be like, man, forget it. Because you're going to have, a, like, a, cra a crazy amount of cases that kicks off. And it's funny, I was thinking about this, and I hate to say this. I was thinking about Kobe's funeral. And I was like, man, Kobe's funeral was packed. And I was like, wait, Kobe died, and the funeral was, like, in February. That was before the pandemic, mm -hmm. right? But this is what I thought. There's a lot of people giving, uh, and I hate to put this on that. There's a lot of people giving Corona up in that that uh, that, that 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 funeral and taking I all over the country. Yeah, because it's in the closed arena, you got twenty five thousand people sitting. Yeah, there. yeah, and Ryan too. I got it early. I got it before. Yeah, I, I got, got it in New Year's for sure. Yeah, so I mean, so just because we still didn't know, no, right. mind you, I work downtown in an international office. All right, I have people from all over the world in there at different parts of time. Just my office, just not including the building that the office is in. All right. So, I mean, like, so it's. And, you, and like, the I, other thing, too, is like how close of a plane ride is it to LAX to China? Like, you got to think that they're probably more exposed out on the West Coast than necessarily the Midwest and East. I mean, certainly you have the tourism from New York and Chicago and New York probably was big. But you would think the West Coast with as much tourism that goes on between them and China, that there would be a lot of people that just potentially spreading that thing all over the place. Yeah, it's right there on the Pacific Rim. All right, one thing I did want to jump into is I was watching um, Real Time with Bill Maher last night. And I stopped watching it because I wanted Afton to see uh, see this part with me. He had opened up the show with uh, two scientists that host a podcast called The Dark Horse Podcast. So go check that out. But also just watch the last episode, even just watch the beginning. 
And he brought up a couple of things that we talked about. And I was like, you know what? I got to bring this up on the show, especially if we, that's why I added something about uh, COVID-19 on here just to, to bring this up. So one thing that they had mentioned was the AstraZeneca vaccine. The, the lady on there said she would prefer to take that one because the delivery system is similar to vaccines in the past. All right. So you don't have uh, the whatever. I forget what it is. The in I'm, I'm going to butcher so I'm not going to do it. But the, when you look at, for instance, the uh, the Pfizer and the Moderna, um, you know, they're going in and they're changing the DNA. Actually, it's outside of the DNA, uh, but they're changing. They're changing it. And it's, so she said the AstraZeneca one. I just wanted to put that out there. And this is her opinion. Uh, but she, and she was also saying that the problem is, um, you know, we're so partisan right now that we don't want to even listen to somebody else's view, especially depending on who the view is coming from. And this is the other part she said. We told you on this show a year, well, not a year, not eight, 10 months ago, that they said that Palians basically in a wet market in Wuhan, uh, this, this, this animal that people were eating uh, is probably the connection that started this, humans being able to catch it from bats, right? Because they was missing a connection. And that's what we talked about. But even then it was kind of like, uh, she and the gentleman on there both said that it's, he said basically it's 90%, ch- it's 90% chance probably this was from a lab. And I mean, that's one thing I've been saying to, to after, like, I'm like, dude, when's, when's somebody gonna put some pressure on China? Right? Because this dude, this wasn't no, <laughs> and it's spread around. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? It wasn't like, let's stop. Let's like, I'm, listen, I'm too grown. Like something this advanced and attacking like, like, Let's let's stop. All right. And, and on top of that, the type of lab that can make this is and we've known this, though, is in Wuhan. All right. But like, I, I listen, I'm just being honest with you. I need I need some heat on that ass over there. And the, she was pointing out because remember the slurs that 45 was using to trying to sit there. And I'm not going to say it on here, but what he was calling the 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 COVID nineteen and how he was initially he was like China's been open and about everything and then when his numbers start going down he's like F them set me up he's like Mary and Barry the bitch set me up <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah I just so I wanted to put that on there uh, because I, we're in such a partisan uh, times that if someone says something in there op or, 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 or on the other side if you don't know what op is you don't want to listen to it uh, but it's just we need to be honest about because listen i i know that we're talking about uh different things when it comes to china it's about financially how you know saying they're trying to take over the world and try to uh, sway influence or whatever and that's cool but man we we looked at russia a certain kind of way and if they out here hitting us with that that super death we got they got looks we got to get cold war style on this joint that means <laughs> Like for real, for real, like hey, hey, right? Like put some respect on my name out here in these streets. So, uh, Sydney, what did you, what do you think about one, uh, the the, the, the delivery system? Like, because that's one thing too. Take, think about taking this, um, this this vaccine. I want to get as much information as possible, and I don't want to be a guinea pig for something that wasn't made last year, right? Or no, 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 I shouldn't. Say that. It was made, all right, it, but it hadn't been used on human beings, is what I should say. Right. So it's brand new as far as being used for human beings, because I think they may have started making it for SARS, but it, they, they never got to necessarily implement it for SARS. But Sydney and also about the uh, lab, perhaps where it may have come from in Wuhan, Sydney Brown. Oh, I'm with you as far as if I was going to get the vaccine, you know, I want to know. I want to know as, as much information as possible. We talked not to switch out to another subject. 
Ken, but we were talking about this, I think, I believe off air a few weeks ago about uh, your kids at some point will have to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Should the, whatever the, uh, the company sponsor works on, on the majority of children. So I want to have as much information as possible. If I'm one of the quote, quote, first group of people to get it, and let's just say that I'm healthy enough to take it, but somehow if something goes wrong and you don't have proof from other people using it, uh, the, um, using it, uh, that's going to be a problem. Like you said, I'm not going to be a guinea pig for that. And I think that's a real, real common fear with many people. Also, you want to get it, but we don't, just don't have enough information. I know this is being rushed because, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And if it was a, we're in a quote-unquote normal situation, like you said, these things uh, take time. It's not a cure, but you know, the way the process is, is going, going now, we just don't have enough information. Also, the Johnson Johnson uh, vaccine is probably about to come out. Uh, it's, it's only you only have to get one dose of it, but it's only 74 percent effective, which for a vaccine is really good. But I want mm-hmm. that 95. I want that 95 joint. <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan, go ahead. Yeah, uh, we talked about this a lot. Um, I'll start with the Wuhan. I uh, I'm totally open to the possibility of the pangolins not being the thing. Like. <laughs> I mean, those pangolangs. Uh, I mean, we can't be silly. Like a lot of times as human beings, we like to ignore history and how many viruses have come out of China in just like since the nineties, a lot compared to everybody else, a lot. Like maybe every other country has like a one or a two or something. China's got like five or six, like they have been dealing with those viruses. And to just think like that, that's not a pattern of some kind, like, like you said, Ken, let's get some pressure and let's get some actual answers. Like, right. why does this keep happening specifically out of China? Like what is going on? Oh, it's just our web markets. What can we do? <laughs> Sorry. Can't help it. <laughs> oh. If you had your web markets too, you'd understand. <laughs> but you don't. <laughs> so stay out of it. You know, real quick, and I think part of the reason that they're not really going to blow this open is because it's going to be a reflection on them. Because like, what y'all doing over there? You know what I'm saying? Again, and I'm going real conspiracy theorists with that one, but because it makes no sense for a country not to be like, oh, you, you screwed with us like this? Like, you screwed with the world, not just us. You screwed with right. the world, right? And everybody, no one's, no one's, like, as far as maybe it's the media that I'm consuming, but no one's like, man, we about to hold you, you about to hold you responsible for this. Like, seriously, seriously. Like, it's just like, it's okay. We're figuring it out, right? Like, right. Come on. Yeah, man. they're just doing their own thing. Come on. Hey, you, know, you need a little paleon in the morning. You we got the Pacific Ocean. It's fine. <laughs> we got a nice buffer. No problem. So look, this is crazy. I didn't go to sleep. I really didn't sleep last night, right? Um, I tried to go That's to bed. Lot. That's good. Well, at least one of us did. I tried to go to bed around 2.40. I tossed and turned um, all night. But the thing was like, the, the one of the things that was, was the Bill Maher thing. But this is something I had to put on here, right? And um, this is um, this is strong, you guys. Um, this is can't. Uh, this is a uh, Capitol Police footage from that door where that police officer was killed when they're trying to get in there, and you see people throwing those uh, the, 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 those sticks, and you see someone swinging a hockey stick or whatever. If you guys know what I'm talking about, 
where there's that small door that we all keep seeing all the time. And they talk about when someone hits the cop over the head that, in, that ended up dying at the Capitol building. They replayed that footage over and over again. Mm-hmm. Well, now they have the actual footage from the cops that are in that little doorway fighting off all of those people. And they released it and they got, they're going to have more of this camera footage uh, going on in the future. Uh, so we're going to see more from some, from other cops, but I wanted to sit there and play this one uh, for you guys to get your opinion. And also just so that uh, our followers can also see this in case they haven't seen it, because I think it's, I think it's crucially important that we see uh, just how crazy all of this was. And this is a courtesy of click on the Detroit uh, local four uh, news station or you're watching police body cam footage of what metropolitan police officers were dealing with that day. It's loud and violent. In the middle of this, prosecutors say this is Michael Foy, a former Marine from Wixom, wielding the hockey stick. You see him in the video using that stick repeatedly as a weapon. According to the feds, he swung at least 10 times at the officers guarding the doors. After making no progress at the door, the feds say this is Foy seen here just before he crawls through a broken window to get into the Capitol. After reviewing the tape, a federal judge denied Foy bond. His attorney argued Foy brought the hockey stick to use as a flagpole for his Trump flag. Foy has no prior criminal record, but according to prosecutors, suffers from PTSD, depression, alcohol abuse, and suicidal thoughts. Back here alive. Mm. All right. What's not in that video, and I'm sorry, I thought that I had that, and I don't only want to play anymore. What's not in that video is they have someone saying, uh, she's about to die. She's about to die. I need some help. Somebody help. And then they say, she's dead. She's dead. A young woman got trampled right there. And then uh, one of the guys also sits there and jumps and says, take their masks off talking about the officers and starts telling them, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. And they try to yank the officers out so they could bring them into the mob. The young lady also appeared to be a sister, all right, which blew my effing mind last night. I had to rewind and pause that joint like, yeah, that, and it's unfortunate regardless of her race, but I still don't understand why the hell she was there. And I hate to say that also on the dead. Um, but when you go and look at that footage, and you, you'll see it today. It came out, they've been posting it yesterday on the news. And you see how crazy, I mean, we all know it was crazy. You see how crazy, it's like rabbit dogs. Um, like they like they were going for blood, yo. And I mean, you think, and one thing I don't think we think about a lot, because you know how we, 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 we have these situations with cops. Cops and these cops were they were set out there, man. Like their higher ups failed them, the government failed them. You know what I'm saying? Like it's some of it was, was maybe the, the failure was was set up. Uh, but just think about those guys being out there with thousands of people on that ass like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, young lady right there. And when you watch it, uh, you'll see it uh, was tragically uh, um, she was. She was killed by the people. I think they trampled her. Is, is how I should should put it. Uh, but I just wanted to put that, let you guys see that footage, just to still put it out there. Because since some people want to say, you know, just let it go, so those people can think this shit is cool, or reaffirm the fact that due to their color that they don't have to to pay for uh, trying to cause an insurrection or a coup. That's all. That's all I had to put out there. A little Davis love for you all. Yeah, it's sad. I like 
this country is in a really bad shape with this partisan view. And you see how extreme it can get. We got the Kyle Rittenhouses of the world. We got the Capitol riots and this kind of stuff. It's just like, man. You got, major, you got majory down there in Georgia, right. uh, liking on people saying they want to shoot Nancy Pelosi in the face. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's, Let's it's steal it's, the governor of Michigan or whatever. Right. Like, and we, uh, we're living in a, a Antifa is trying to destroy us, supposedly. I don't know. It's, a, it's I don't know if it's Antifa or Antifa, but it's one of them. But uh, <laughs> I think it is Antifa. <laughs> uh, but listen. Uh, going on to something that that's that was definitely sad, yeah, but there's definitely been some tragedies or there's been some homecomings. One of them was definitely even more tragic due to age. But uh, we had some passings this week. We just did this last week. Uh, when We did uh, uh, Larry King and we did the great Hank Aaron. Uh, speaking of great, uh, Cicely Tyson uh, passed in 96. Um, one of the best actresses ever. Um, I remember her being Jane Pitt, playing uh, Jane Pittman uh, as a kid. I think we watched that movie in school, right? Um, and just how, just the makeup and seeing how they aged her. She, if you know Jane Pittman, I think she was born in like 1850 and they do her life up into like, uh, even maybe she's born in 1860 because I, I think they do her life up to like 1960s. And like when as she drinks from the whites only fountain, like as a protest, as a very old lady, uh, but you see her life from basically the antebellum times into what is the modern beginnings of the civil rights movement. And that movie always stuck out to me as a kid. And that's when I always think about when anytime I see Cicely Tyson, I always think about her in that movie and uh, just how she looked going to drink that water. Uh, but yeah, so I, I want to make sure we get props to everybody and not just go over them. Um, but John Cheney, uh, 89, uh, Hall of Fame culture temple. Um, just full of fire and intelligence, you know what I'm saying? Growing up, uh, watching them seem like your, your, your uncle that, you know what I'm saying, probably had a, a pipe that he put some tobacco in but dropped knowledge on you too, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> fire. No, nah, you don't do that now. Some, something like he seemed like the that. uncle that doesn't like sleep. He's up to like two or 3 a.m. Just, well, just dropping it on you. Yeah, and strong. Like when he went after Calipari that time, I always remember one of the players or people that tried to stop him that he almost lifted him up. He's like, I'll kill you, bro. <laughs> this strong old man, right? I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Old man strength. Old man strength. Excuse me, son. I gotta kill him. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, then, then uh, somebody that we actually got the chance to interview, um, uh, Seku Smith. Uh, from NBA TV, and I remember um, who was 48 uh, and uh, died from complications from COVID, but I believe he may have been sick prior to that or recently. Um, I remember, so I think Cal. Cal, did you, say, did you get this interview or did Cal get this interview? I think I got him. I got okay. him. So uh, Sid got this interview with Seku, and I mess up his name, and he's like, it's Seku. <laughs> At the beginning of the interview, right? I was like, oh, this is not going to go well, right? And by the end of that interview, he was laughing with us, um, enjoying himself. Um, and that was the only time that uh, we had talked to him. But I mean, you know, just little ICB students. Uh, or maybe we just, no, we would stop. We had, we graduated because Sydney had joined the show then. Mm -hmm. uh, but a small showdown at the school um, and just spent time. You like, I always appreciate anybody who spends time. Uh, but just from everybody that I know that ha that knows him even uh, closer than I know him, because I don't know him personally at all. Uh, outstanding brother. Seemed like an intelligent, outstanding brother, uh, full of character. Really sorry for his family, because that's like 40 more years of living um, that 
that young man should have had, um, but we wish them all the best. But I, I've, this, I've talked enough. What do you guys feel as far as uh, these three uh, passings or homecomings uh, between Cicely Tyson, John Chaney, and Sekou Smith? Uh, Cicely Tyson, uh, I know we throw this term around a lot, especially when it comes to sports, but Cicely Tyson is the GOAT, period, hands down. She represented beauty, grace, class, dignity. And she's, she was one of the original pioneers for not just black actresses, but black entertainers, period. So if it wasn't for her, uh, people working today, um, they had to pay homage to people like Cicely Tyson back then. They were trying to break down the doors and open it up, not just for, for those working at the time but for future uh, generations. John Chaney, same thing. I said this on the weekend edition of Second City Sports, which the podcast is out now with myself and Lakina McGee. John um, John Thompson, who we lost a few months ago, they, they were the only two African-American uh, head basketball coaches that I saw growing up in, in the college game. I wasn't really into the college game like that until the late 80s, early 90s, but – John Chaney's story, uh, the first that I've heard uh, in the 90s, that he was one of the first coaches that I've heard that he had practice at 5 and 6 o'clock in the morning before his kids even went to class. And that was unheard of at that time. And so he was really uh, committed to uh, not only his players on the court, but off the court as, as well. And like you said, Sekou Smith, he had fun with us uh, the, the, on the only time that we had him on the show. He was actually getting more TV time. He was a great writer. And uh, uh, it just seems like people who, who die at such young ages, they really have more – it seems like they have really more to offer. And we said this about Kobe Bryant as well. So the the, the, the thing that, that stinks that they weren't, they weren't able to live it out, you know, here on earth. So to uh, all three of those people, you know, thank you and, and peace and love to their families at this time. Well, what's that, Sid? Yeah, it's – I kind of just congratulate – Cicely and John for making it as far as they did. I feel like when you get up around 90, 96. Oh, no, pause, 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 sir. Pause, sir. You refer to them as Miss Tyson Ugh. and Mr. Cheney, all right? Please continue. I don't know them personally. I can't give them that honor. You can call Seku by the first name. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. What'd you even call him? Saku? I'll go yeah, with uh, I, I, I hit a Saku. I think I, good one. I think I forgot what it, I think it was a Saku, right? And I should have known. Am I allowed to call him that since you broke the ice with that? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, my name is Saku. I was like, well, he, he got I don't know you. who this Saku is, but my name is Saku. Right. They call me Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> yeah. But that's the one that I just, that kills because it's like 48 with young kids, young family. Like, seemed like he was really getting his foot in the ground as, like, an NBA kind of, like, milestone in the media world. Like, mm. getting more and more TV time, becoming more and more of a superstar, doing a lot of great things, writing. Like, just seemed like he was on a Stephen A. Smith kind of path if he wanted to or you know, maybe not necessarily with the on-air personality, but having those kind of avenues open to you where you're doing TV, you're doing radio, you're doing everything NBA. And then, like I said, you have the young kids, you've got the family, and then this horrible disease probably with, like you said, Ken, if it didn't take his life, probably caused some complications that ultimately ended his life, which is just horrible to hear because, you know, like we just talked about a few moments ago, there's a vaccine coming like maybe that would have saved his life potentially. I don't know. You know, maybe that's too much to even say. Wow. 
I never thought about that, Ryan. That to think about being a loved one of that person and a vaccine is coming out. As you said, the vaccine may have not saved them, but you want the uh, you want the attempt. You want you know it's right. a chance. I didn't look at it. That's a, that's a good point. Unfortunately, it's an unfortunate point, but that's that's an important point of view you just brought up. It just it's horrible because, like you said, Sid, just to end how you were doing, like when you see some people just get cut down, you know, in their 40s, like you just know you're supposed to go at least another 40 some years if yeah. you're living right. Like, yeah. hopefully you make it to at least the 80s. You're hoping yeah. around 90. Right. If you're if you got a good long life. So to get cut down at 48, just terrible. Yeah, see, real quick, and maybe you told us in the past, do y'all have to wear masks at work? Yes. Okay, all right. I just want to ask you that. All right. Sydney doesn't. He's the, no, no. the Sydney rule. <laughs> he's, 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 listen, so with the last clip that I'll play before we get out of here, you're basically saying this is Sydney. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll show you the clip at the end, but that's not Sydney. We're just joking around. All right, this is one good one that Ryan put up in the show today. Uh, George Lopez appeared Thursday on Jimmy Kimball. And he revealed that uh, he had a, a bizarre memento of his idol, Freddie Prince Jr. I believe this is Yahoo. Um, the the trailblazing, trailblazing Latino comic who started Chico and the Man that died in 1977. Lopez will often visit his grave, and one day he decided to take a souvenir. He said, I stole the headstone, he stole his headstone. He claimed that he was resting on his headstone, uh, resting his head against the headstone when he noticed that it was loose. After some jiggling, the stone apparently broke, and Lopez took it home with him. He admitted that at first he felt guilty. He said, I went to the store and I looked down at the globe and it has a picture of his mom and it says, Grave robbers are trying to steal my son. Lopez said he found out 25 years later that uh, Prince's widow knew he had the headstone and that she didn't mind. Uh, he also someone made it up uh, for the thievery by getting Prince uh, a star on the Hollywood Walk Fair. What type of shit is that? I I'm know. just saying. That's, that's crazy. Said, that's cr- like, I feel guilty, uh, you think? Right. Listen. <laughs> I'm just saying, listen, I, again, I, I guess I shouldn't say this. I, if I could affect someone's life enough to where they would come and visit me and they don't know me, uh, come and visit where my body is entombed, that speaks to volumes about somebody. And let alone being a trailblazer for Latinos and, and comedy uh, like Freddie Prince Sr. was. All right. Um, but still, man, don't steal my damn headstone. That's going a little bit too far. Like my family paid for that. All right, like you know, his saying? mom is crying on the globe. Like they're trying still, to take my son. Right, right. And he still got it at the crib. Like, right. oh man, I ain't giving it back though. I feel bad, but I'm a boy. Like, I better polish that tonight. I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a yeah, strange moment. That was a. Take. That was a. That's a listen, And I wonder how loose it was too. Like, was it loose after you put a shoulder into it a few times? Did you go get a shovel out of the truck? Right. Right, like, oh, I see a slight crack there. I just hit it with this baseball bat. Oh, that's pretty loose. That's pretty loose. Only thing you do is put it up on eBay. (laughs) This original headstone. It'd be slander if he did something. I wonder what it is. Does the star on the Walk of Fame, does that at all make up for it? Yeah, dude. You know how much that costs? Like, you have to pay to keep those up there, I believe. Like, so if he did that, he basically, he paid a decent amount of money. To get that, he paid probably fifty times, if not, I mean, maybe a hundred times what that headstone is. is worth. So you are dead, Kenneth Davis, and George Lopez stole your headstone. You're like, man, that's too much. But then, a few years later, you get that walk, fame star. It was worth it. All right, George. All right, good going, George. Lucky son of a bitch. You dirty, you dirty sob. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, because again, just looking at I, like I forget, and I, I know it's, I, I know it's over a hundred thousand dollars, but I think it could be uh, multiple hundreds of thousand dollars. How much it costs to keep your star on the, the Walk of Fame? I believe. Uh, I, I like how that's their way of hurting him out. All right, let's let's see who can pay for it. <laughs> oh man now you got the video not loaded unbelievable <laughs> let's continue with this walk of fame I just, I just didn't consider it. Just, all right, all right. Uh, the fees increased incrementally over time. By two, 2002, I reached 15000 and stood at 30000 in 2012. Uh, as of 2020, the fee is 50000 Uh Grants were worked to the stars uh, for hits for 1980s for So who, who is this person that's talking about? Uh, do you have to pay to see the No, no, no. How do you get on the home? Uh, you have to be a family. Yeah, so I guess it's only, I think it's still more than that. So I apologize for the distraction. Just let it go on the fee. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, moving on. Moving on. The fee. Moving are on. you are you worried about your future star? You got to get the bank account ready just in case. You know, fifty thousand. I better have that. I better start I, now. I guess that's cool. But I, I mean, I've always I, it's, it's cool, and I think I've driven past. I don't know if I walked on it, but I think I driven past it. Um, but I always do feel kind of iffy about people walking on my name. You know what I'm saying? And disrespect somebody like me is like, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that black, it's like that Black Lives Matter over in Washington, D.C. I was like, why'd you put it on the ground? Right? Like, it's a building <laughs> right there, put it across <laughs> that building, and then they can't pee on it or defecate on it. Like, why would you or paint over it? Like, why is it on the ground? Like, so I've always kind of been funny about stuff where people can just walk over it and on top of it. So it's never been like, I was like, man, I want to be on Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's one of those things. And it, it, I don't think I don't, it's held to the same standard. But like when you hear people like, man, I don't care about the Hall of Fame. If I was like in entertainment, whatever, and I was big enough, I mean, it'd be cool, but it wouldn't it wouldn't be that much for me or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That'd be more for like my family or something like that. The All tourists. Right. Moving on. <laughs> This is from Vice. Sam Summers was sitting at home with his penis wrapped in an internet-connected chastity cage when he got a weird message on the app that connects to the device. Someone told him that he had taken control and they wanted around $1,000 in Bitcoin to give control back to Summers. I initially thought it was my partner doing it, but when Summers called his partner, she told him that it wasn't her. Even after he told her this, their safe word, that's when he realized that he had gotten hacked and his penis was locked in the cage and he had no way out. Oh shit is real. I start looking at the thing. There's no manual override at all. It's a chastity belt. I guess they kind of should have should have an override, but when it's digital, it's like, shouldn't they have a key or something? Summers is one of several people who purchased a chastity cage device called Cellmate, can, can, uh, produced by Kiwi, a Chinese-based uh, manufacturer. Some of hold the on, devices. hold on. Can I just say something really quick? Please go ahead. If that wasn't an unsafe like chastity belt screw on you would not want a digital key to unlock anything exactly. like you only wanted that because it was the wrong person on the other end of the chastity belt you yeah. bought that thing specifically for that reason and you're into that thing don't tell me all of a sudden you're like damn it why did they put a an unlock mechanism in the back why can't i just stick a little <laughs> pencil in there the right reset. exactly the little and then, <laughs> Where's the paperclip? Why is this working? Release! 
<laughs> you know what, Ryan? Uh, some of the device's owners uh, got their accounts, uh, and thus far devices as well, hacked at the end of last year after security researchers warned that the manufacturers left an exposed and vulnerable uh, API, which would allow hackers to take control of the device. Uh, scared and a little bit desperate, Summer realized he had some Bitcoin stashed in an old account, so he sent the hackers what they wanted, hoping that uh, it would be it. But when the hackers got the money, they asked for more according to Summers. That's when I of felt course. fucking stupid and angry. <laughs> At that point, that's what he said. That's verbatim. That's verbatim. At that point, Summers and his partner started brainstorming the ways to get his penis out of the cage. At home, they only had a hammer. So they went out and bought of a pair course. of bolt cutters. A and pair sex of hammer, bowl. too, probably. A pair of bowl <laughs> All right. No his tools partner. unless we put it up each other. <laughs> his partner tried <laughs> first, but she couldn't break it. So Summers had to do it himself. Uh, the way he was holding his penis put it in a dangerous spot, he said. It was very scary. Ooh, you don't play with your wee-wee like this. Nonetheless, we're able to break the cage, but the cutter uh, still cut through him. Uh, I don't have a scar or anything, but I was bleeding and it fucking hurt, Summers Ooh. said. Because of the cut, Summers and his partner were not able to have sex for over a month. Uh, this incident also made Summers reconsider internet-connected devices, especially those that go around the most private parts. If you're into it, that's Hold fine. Only once. <laughs> <laughs> because you're into what you're into. But use a lock, a physical lock in that case. These digital things, you can't trust them. Really? You just he, We know that with regular digital stuff, and he tried it with his wee-wee. All right? After he got out the cellmate, he threw it away and deleted the app. The whole experience did not leave him with a physical scar, but definitely traumatized him. <laughs> Dude, you were the dumbest bird in the, wherever the hell you are. Let me wait. Let me. Let me. Get I like before here. that quote felt stupid and angry. Like he was literally thinking with his dick at that point, right. giving away the Bitcoin like stocks. He was just thinking like, oh my god, I gotta get this out. I gotta get this out. <laughs> All right, throw this, throw this. Ah, motherfuckers, they want more. God damn it. Bathroom <laughs> with that on. Because you clearly have to be able to use the bathroom with it on. It just doesn't allow I you. I think to you just fully, go. It doesn't let that baby go. Just Why not? It can't allow you to fully come out of it because then you could probably. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. You just go ahead and pee. Oh, see now you may. I, now I want to go back to the internet. All right, I'm gonna. <laughs> now I'm gonna you gotta look this up. Yeah, I actually do. Right. Like, I would think you would just go ahead, shoot it out, and pee. Especially when you know you got hackers on the other end controlling that thing. Like maybe you could like short circuit something and it'll release. Mm-hmm. Then again, what is this device doing? Like, is it like a like friggin' meat grinder that's just oh, like attached? Yeah. Oh, we can't even put this on here. Ooh, oh, we had a, yeah, yeah oh, we had a, for all the folks listening, we had a, a realignment of what is acceptable to be shown. Right. <laughs> oh, we're breaking the rules already. The lines have blurred. No, 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 thanks no, 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 no. to the penis chastity belt story. Okay, 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 wait, wait, wait. All right, we, I, got one, I got one image. <laughs> That lets you know how it looks, but they had like they had balls out. They had the thing on, dude. Yeah, we can't have that. No nudity. All right, so that's it right there. What the? So you still can pee through it. This is you see the toe at the top, even though clearly you're still peeing on yourself. And what's on the inside? It's just like razor blades. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, baby, hit me another. So that. <laughs> What happens if you get aroused? 
Or maybe you can't get it. Maybe you can't get aroused with all the pain. Exactly. <laughs> I'll get the boner. Hit me again. Oh, so here we go. That that's how the cellmate uh, looks. All right. So anyway, uh, he's like trying to hit the fingerprint button. Like, let me go. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's wild buns. But anyway, it was this incident at the Trader Joe's that Demise posted on the thread that uh, me and the guys are all on, where there was an anti-masker trying to enter uh, the building, and I guess. Uh, he was stopping her from being able uh, to get in, and she was somewhat upset. No, she was definitely. Wait, this wasn't D actually recording, right? No, this was not D actually. Because <laughs> that would happen to someone like D. Right, here we go. Well, let me expand. Do we know where this is at? Um, I can. Uh, oh, I asked the wrong question. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, hit play on this thing. All right. No, it doesn't say. I bet you somewhere down south. I bet you somewhere right, down here south. Here we go. Wow, racist Sydney. It's about time you came out. <laughs> Not wearing a mask. She ran it up on shit. But we have to stop it right there because she turns around for the, towards the camera. We're not going to do that. All right, yeah, that's her reaction, right? That's the logical reaction to put on a mask. All right, look at look at these is it, pickle bitties. The milk is, is it, gone bad. I'm getting concerned. Like I don't even flinch at these things anymore. I feel like it's so commonplace. Like, of course, there would be a woman that's an anti-masker that is going to flash everybody. That seems like par for the course for humanity in 2020 and moving forward in 2021. Like, I I don't even flinch at this stuff anymore. I'm never like, like, it was a little bit of shock factor there, but it's kind of like, yeah, I'm not surprised. You bring up something that we'll end up with this. Uh, Not to say we have to end right here because I want to hear what Sydney has to say. Um, I think we have to look at mental health. And by no means am I saying that everyone that believes conspiracy theories are have uh, are mentally ill you know i won't be that rude to say that you know what i'm saying a lot of people don't try to can search out information and try to sit there and corroborate it with with other facts and there's maybe facts outside of their necessarily echo chamber um but I, when you really were looking at that lady i think uh I, I think we're looking at someone who's mentally unstable you know what i'm saying like and, and that's it's unfortunate you know what i'm saying because it's, that's not funny you know what I'm saying? I, I actually remember being a kid um, living on a block where um, someone was mentally unstable and would run down the street naked. You know, my grandmother, um, rest her soul, uh, had uh, dementia. And one of the best, and I hate to say best things about someone having dementia was she she didn't leave the house, right? Because that's like, that can, like, matter of fact, uh, Kelsey's um, uh, uh, teacher, he had to leave school this week because he's the only child and his mother has dementia and she, she had left. No one knew where she was at. You know, so, you know, it, it's all fun and games. And, yeah, I, I put it on here so I should reprimand myself. But still. Well, I, one yeah. thing I want to say, too, to what you're saying, if it's not that, I think there's just a general overall anger just with mm-hmm. everybody. And maybe that's not necessarily like you need like I'm totally with you. Mental health is completely ignored, completely ignored. So I don't want to like make it sound like 
ignore it again. Because obviously anger can lead. Like, and if anger can sometimes be a symptom of mental health issues. But if let's say you just are overall angry, like I think people are just snapping. And like they're getting so angry over things, like right? <laughs> and they're getting angry. Right out, they they are. I think that that is. I think that's what it is. When you are just sucking in all the rhetoric from your partisan aisle, like I think you do things just crazily. I do. Yes, I do. Why? It's just boobs. If you don't it's, care, it it, it it was definitely Rick James from uh, the Chappelle show, and I mentioned already, but the milk has gone bad. <laughs> Look, I'll say this. Look, so listen, we got to leave out a lot of note. I want to go through both of you real quick. Ryan, you ever been flashed before? Oh, yeah. Oh, see, that's the white boy shit. <laughs> see, <you> know, <laughs> of course. Wait, Ryan, how many times? This is, this is a natural Not many, but okay. yes. Okay. Where were you? Were you out of town somewhere? Were you at like... No, it was like my hometown. Just okay. got flashed randomly. And then a couple times, just random flashes. No Mardi Gras flashes. I haven't been to Mardi Gras. Sydney. No. Oh, see, brothers don't get flashed like that, right? Exactly. Like <laughs> privilege. I didn't know. It, <laughs> it doesn't at least, <laughs> at, least, at least twice. At least twice. And this lets you know how brothers... I'll tell you what. Flash. Next time I get flashed, I'm be like, man, put those down. Unless you do it for everybody. Exactly. <laughs> for everybody. And of love. Because if, yeah. if you're doing it out of hate, we don't want to see those. Right? But, oh, if you're flashing out of sympathy, like, okay, here you go. I, the, I'll say the only time it was in the hood, that was funny. And I listen, I was literally, man, I was I was like six blocks away from where I live now, right? Like I was on no, I won't say where I was. On. I was I on Stony Island. I was on Stony Island. No, I, I, I grew up in this area though. I'm, I live like I'm probably two miles away from the house I grew up in. I'm getting a good park. feeling about that house. That, so listen, exactly. that house. That's the one. I was in, I, and it's funny because at this point I had I had at least a, a nice ride. My first ride was a Grand Cherokee Limited, but I was in actually after the first car, and I was coming down Stony. And these girls, some sisters pulled up to me, right? And one of them just flashed me. And I was like, well, damn. that Because listen, my, that doesn't happen. Like, I'm just telling you, usually in the hood, that don't happen like that. Now, maybe nowadays, we're talking about, we're talking about the early aughts right now, right? Sisters <laughs> just don't be out there like, ooh, 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 ooh. And then there was one time in Oak Park, and it was a white girl. But again, <laughs> so that doesn't count. Why does that count? It was pretty. I had privilege that day. You know, it was her, she, was her she was using her privilege on me, right? How dare you? How does that work? How dare you put Take that these tits and enjoy oh, this yeah. privilege. <laughs> no, I can't do it again. Uh, but yeah, but again, because Brett, so for everyone out there, if you're going to flash, be uh, um, be inclusive. I think that's the that's the name of the show: inclusivity. Inclusivity. Yeah. Right. Be inclusive with your with your flashing. All right. Be inclusive with your bachelor contestants and with your flashing. flashing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because listen, regardless of your size, small or big, a woman's body is a gift to all of us. And we'll leave on that note. And oh, more importantly, a woman's mind. See, I was going to be very sexist if I just closed out like that. And I caught myself from being that sexist, even though I'm still coming off this way too sexist. Yeah, yeah especially with the expl- explanation. I'm you not a racist. I have black friends. I'm just saying this. Listen, let me. I let me, 
I just think it's one of the most beautiful things that was ever created. I'm just that's just the truth of matter for me. It's one of the. I'm the, with the, it. It's just stunning to say the least. Right, so please, I apologize. I apologize for feeling like we that. love women. Period. Mind and body and soul, all of it. Yes, There's definitely. no. Thanks for just right. paying attention to the body right now. That's I gotta see that. I mean, unless I talk to you, but you know. I, all we right, definitely right. care about the mind. The mind is number one, baby. Then oh, the yes. body, Listen, and I guess the soul. Not even joking for cleaning up. As I always said, like smarts always is super attractive to me. Like that's always sexy. You're a cute girl, and you smart. You can you you to me can out. You can beat out of someone that's super sexy. Like yeah. smart, smart I mean, is just it's something about a smart girl. I'm not to say like most girls aren't, but it's something about smart. It's girl. true about anybody. If you're all looks, looks fake. Right. You got to be something more. <laughs> Or it's just shallow. We were talking about it earlier. It's just shallow, you know. But anyway, all right. You can always find Sydney Brown on Second City Sports and also writing for We Are Rico Radio. Uh, me and Ryan will be back here on Tuesday. We'll be dropping it on Wednesday. Uh, probably do some little basketball discussion. But give, now we're going to give you our football discussion for uh, the Super Bowl and our expectations. Uh, probably get an interview in this week, figure out what direction you want to go. Uh, probably also look to get somebody outside of sports either this week or next week uh, to talk about something going on in the world. Uh, as we try to bring you more content and be more consistent. We always appreciate you taking some time out of your day. Hopefully we didn't offend you. It wasn't uh, necessarily our, it was never really our goal to offend you unless you're just a blatant racist, which is then we don't really care. Um, you should learn though. Hopefully you can learn from this to learn that people are similar to one another and that we don't have as many differences as perhaps you think. Um, as always, you know, don't do anything crazy before you hear from us again. Sydney? We gone. The flip. <laughs>